right, welcome back to My Best Friends and Engineer. I'm Libby. I'm Lexi. And we're starting a podcast. <laughs> um, okay, I'm just going to get right into my update because we were talking about it a little bit before wait, we wait, started recording we, this. This topic. Oh, it's yeah. Q&A. <laughs> it's a Q&A. I'm literally so, I'm so emotional right now that I forgot that we're, we need to announce the topic. It's a Q&A. <laughs> all your questions will be answered in this. All your questions to life, we will answer in this podcast. Yep, all the answers right here. (laughs) (laughs) All right, give us your update. You were very excited to talk about your... (laughs) Oh, God. Okay, so it's another car update. Um, I was feeling so optimistic when we recorded last week that I would have a car by the end of this week. Um, Luckily, like, all the stress with um, the... What is it called? The insurance company? That's, like, over... Thank God. Um, But now I'm trying to currently tackle a new demon, which is finding a car. So so, you would think, right? Um, So, yeah, I mean, I got I got like the insurance stuff done. And actually on Monday, I called or no, I think I received an email over the weekend that said like all my paperwork was compliant. So on Monday, I called my girl that has been helping me. I think she's called the estimator. Um, But I was like, yeah, I got a text that everything's compliant. Like, I just want to call and see if there's, you know, follow up, see if there's anything else you need from me, you know, like trying to be really nice about it. And Mm -hmm. she's like, oh, good thing you called. I didn't even know. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, my blood is boiling at this point. I'm like, oh, yep. It looks like we're ready to go. No worries, though. Um, so then they, like, processed the direct deposit for the the money or whatever. So that took two days. And so, like, I finally got the money in my account on Thursday, which was yesterday because we're, we're recording this on a Friday. And so yesterday, last night, we went to look at cars after work and – there's just like not really and ever it's so funny because everybody on TikTok was like so I was making you know TikToks all week being like okay help me in the process of picking my car um and everybody was like I don't care if you want this car you're not going to be able to find a girl because there is nothing available and I was like Joe Schmoes you guys can I'm gonna find a cool car like I was so excited (laughs) My vote is, I think you posted a TikTok about this, the Ford Explorer. So this was actually the company car that I got back when I was oh, on the really? that, yeah, at the consulting uh, company, which I could totally just talk about like the differences between working at a consulting company and having to travel and kind of what you get. So yeah. that was interesting actually. But I loved the Ford Explorer and it was so funny because my coworkers all hated it. They were like, it's too big. Like, it's just, you know, it's not a car that a little lady drives. <laughs> a little lady. Like, I was driving in it. I was like, I'm loving life. It's huge. Like, I feel so great right now. I, I don't know. But Oh, my God. Okay, well, that. that's me. I did test drive a Ford Explorer. So we'll have to see what ends up happening. Um, yes, updated. But I'm but just so will. defeated. Because I'm, I'm, I'm like, right now, I'm like, I don't even care. I just want a car. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm like... I don't care if I could save a hundred bucks. Like I just want this car. So have so you we'll not been going to any vendor visits because of the car situation or are you able to? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, so luckily my project starts, my big project starts up 
um, in the middle of February and we're recording this in the beginning of February. And so I haven't had a car since Christmas. And so luckily, you know, there hasn't been anything that is my boss has been like really on me, you know, but there have been times where the customer has visited our shop and luckily I'm, I'm kind of tag teaming this one project with my mentor. So he's been able to be there and he's been super understanding, but you know, it's just annoying and you don't want to be yeah. like, Oh, sorry. Like I don't have a car. Like, I don't know. So we'll see. <laughs> How was your week? <laughs> my week, I feel like my weeks are so boring compared to yours. Cause you have your car situation. You have your dog getting his tail cut off. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Um, <laughs> so I was on site two days this week. So like I said last week, I'm kind of like toning down with site visits. So mm-hmm. that's good. It was kind of refreshing to actually work from home. It's kind of crazy how like everyone thinks like work from home, you're not productive. I am just so much more productive at home because I feel yeah. like you don't have that social aspect of the office or, you know, people just w- walking in asking for updates. I'm like literally. So yeah, but other than that, pretty pretty boring compared to yours. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm jealous. Did you have to do any um any like 5 a.m. or or your site visits always no. pretty much 5 a.m. or no? Um no, so they were 5 a.m. just because of the production runs. So we were oh, just running okay, product. So that's why I was at 5 a.m. Actually, I could not sleep. So I woke up. This thing sounds so lame. So I woke up at like 5 a.m. just without an alarm on Monday. Yeah, and I could not fall back asleep, and I wanted to get this final report out for initial review. So I was like, oh, maybe I'll just go to site early. So I get there at 6. Okay, I could not. <laughs> so I guess That's it such a Lexi good. thing of you to do. I was just like, what am I going to do? Just sit here? Like, I'm just going to yeah. go there and just spend it. Oh, so, my gosh. Because I needed to, to scan some things in. But I could not figure out where, <laughs> where the lights were. No one told me. Oh, no. Because because there were none in the main hallway where my office is, and there's none in my actual office either. Oh, God. And I was, like, clicking on the lights, and it was, like, the front desk lights, like, the lounge or, like, the lobby. And it was just – I could not – I simply could not find – I was, like, am I, like, still sleeping? I could just picture you walking around being, like, is anybody <laughs> so, in here? I was, like, this is just so embarrassing right now. I was, like, oh, my God. And then <laughs> – so one of the guys comes in, he comes in at like 7.38. So this is me an hour and a half. I have my flashlight yeah. on. Like I'm like in the dark, like my monitors are like lighting the way. Oh my God. <laughs> and um <laughs> so, yeah, I'm just like imagining myself. What? Was he just like, can I help you? Like <laughs> he walks in and he's like, oh my god, I didn't even see you. It's like, oh surprise, I'm here. And he's like, oh, just for reference, like they're in the conference room. So they were in like across the hallway and in a different room. And he's like, I don't know why we don't tell people that have offices here where the lights are. And I was like, okay, oh well, I don't feel as dumb now, but I also feel just disappointed that I sat there for two hours. But what am I gonna do? Drive home? It's four or five minutes. No. Yeah, so you You're just had your little your flashlight on. And yeah, and my light. monitors, my little three screens lighting the way. I was like, oh my god, if anyone looks in the window right now, because we have huge windows, I was like, you can yeah. see some weird girl just staring, <laughs> trying to get this report. <laughs> Since they're they're like, is she pulling an all nighter, or did she just get there? Because we can't tell. So that was the only early morning, but I just, I just, yeah, just wanted to get it done, and I got it out. Final report. Oh, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> And sometimes those, it's like, you just want to get them done. Exactly. So I was like, no one's going to be there. No one will talk to me. I was like, I'll scan everything in. Boom. File attachment on the email. We're good. Done. Bada bing, bada boom. (laughs) 
So that was that was my week. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Do you have to do any I know you said it's kind of winding down. Are you going to have to be on site next week a lot or you're not um, sure I yet? As much. I think Monday for sure I'll be there um cuz we're getting the samples back from the sterilization. So some of the samples are going to be sold and released as actual product, but then some Ooh. I'll have to pull for the validation. So, and then they'll be sterilized a second time for the worst case scenario. So that's pretty fun. You guys get to learn all about validation, but yeah. actually pull some. So I'll be there on Monday. So we'll see after that how often I'll have to be there. But So you might have a better update for us like next week. Yeah, I might have something more exciting. Maybe uh-huh, it's going. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any, uh, oh, I was going to ask you if you had any Valentine's Day plans, and then I realized it's literally February 4th, and Valentine's Day is in, like, two weeks. <laughs> it's in, oh. uh, it's next, oh, no, it's not. Oh, my God. Isn't it I two totally weeks? It's the same thing, yeah. Okay. We'll yeah, I literally, I literally thought it was this week. And yeah, I know. I feel like, I feel like being on site, the time has flown by. I'm like, I can't believe it's already February 4th, but then I'm also getting, like, confused and all jumbled up in my head, because I'm like, is Valentine's Day this weekend? Like, I thought the Super Bowl was this Sunday. Like, my friends were talking about it and talking about yeah. the dance. Like, okay, I'll be there this Sunday. It's like, thank and God I realized. Like, Wait. I'm going to show up to their house and be like, hello. Well, I feel like when you are, when you have such a crazy thing going on at work, you can't think about anything else. And literally your, like, life schedule re- revolves around it. So it's like, hmm, okay, well, I have to do this amount of work before I can get to that. So, like, it's going to feel like so much longer. Yes, I totally agree. Oh, okay. Well, after well, thanks for listening to me. Uh, literally complain and rant for ten minutes about a car. After eighteen minutes of us talking about our week, I know, right? Maybe I guess we could actually get into the meat of the episode. <laughs> Perfect. Let's see. Okay. Um, before we start the meat of the episode, should we should we start it off on a more positive note on some lovely feedback that we got from our Google form? I think that's a great idea. Um, would you take it away by refreshing our lovely audience what the Google form is and what they get if they fill it out? <laughs> yes. So the Google form is in our Instagram bio. If you submit it, you get entered um, in our giveaway, which is TBD. I think we're going to try and either do a follower count number or maybe like an episode number. Mm-hmm. But TBD, we keep talking about that and we keep forgetting to reconvene after the episodes and actually we'll reconvene after the song yeah <laughs> um and then once you submit that you get three templates one is a four-year college planner it helps you track your classes um the other is a job application tracker for people who are in college or maybe applying to internships and then the last is a work um project tracker which also could be applied to school projects yeah, I uh, actually started using our work tracker myself to Perfect. keep track of things for work because, well, you know, I'm just trying to be a lot more organized at work right now. You know, I think last week I talked about how I'm using OneNote all the time. Uh, now, um, I figured out how to put the um, our, the meetings into OneNote, and then I'm doing the thing where you take meeting minutes, and I'm checking the people that attend the meeting, and then I'm sending it off. Nice. And and I said, I said in the email, I said, sending off these meeting minutes to keep a good paper trail for future projects. Oh, paper trails. Taking a little bit of your advice. (laughs) I love them. So yeah. Um, all right. I will go ahead and read one. We got this from a listener who 
um, submitted her Google form and she got the templates and she says, I have loved listening to the podcast. It has opened my eyes in a lot of different areas in engineering. I'm a senior in high school wanting to become an engineer. Um, that is amazing. Um, good luck if you're a senior in high school. That means you're probably about to graduate high school. So congratulations. And yeah, good luck. Hopefully you can continue to listen to the pod and we can give you some more insight. And as you're getting ready for college and stuff, hopefully it can just provide you know a lot of value to you. So that's so exciting. So exciting. Awesome. So then this listener <clears throat> said, I am so excited to continue listening to this podcast. It's so encouraging to see other women in the STEM field talk about their experiences. As a junior in engineering, I feel almost clueless as to where to go after this. I feel that in projects in school, boys don't take us seriously. I am very excited to hear how you both made it through this and how you're handling it in the workforce. I can't wait for future episodes. Awesome. Thank you so much for your support. And also, almost done. You're more than halfway there. Junior in engineering, I feel like juniors, junior year is the hardest year for sure. Yeah, I agree. But, oh, we'll tell you all about how we handle boys in uh, the workforce. Oh, yeah. Wait, I love, too, how everybody's, like, so excited. Everybody... All of our listeners, I feel like, keep being like, oh, I can't wait for future episodes. And I'm like, oh, neither can we. Like, I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> like, good. I'm so excited that people actually like it. So, all right. Um, okay. So, I'm, I'm just going to give a little intro here. So, we um, we went on our Instagram and, you know, little little shameless promo here. As always, if you guys want to be involved in future episodes – um, if you want to have a say in what we talk about, or if you just want to answer questions that will be featured on the podcast episodes, make sure you're following our Instagram um, at my best friends and engineer. Um, for this week, we put a question box up on stories and just did a Q&A. So ask me anything, just anything that you guys had on your minds about, you know, engineering or, you know, school, a job, whatever. Um, so we're just going to be going through those questions and kind of each going back and forth, giving like our responses, our advice, our experiences, and hopefully it can be helpful. So um, first question, starting off strong. Um, this person said, when did you decide you wanted to be an engineer? Were there other careers you considered prior to or even during your pursuit of an engineering degree? Love that question. It's a good one. Um, so I feel like we kind of briefly touched on this in an earlier episode, but um, so we can answer it quickly. We don't have to go mm -hmm. into too much detail. When yeah. did I decide I wanted to be an engineer? So I think that I solidified my wanting to be an engineer when I was applying to schools and then I actually had to pick a major because I always kind of knew I wanted to do something in the STEM field. Mm -hmm. Um so, and I knew I didn't really want to just do biology or chemistry, um, just because I wasn't super set on like medical school or, you know, law school or anything after that. Mm -hmm. I thought engineering, you can definitely get a job um, right out of school. So that kind of answers like what other careers you considered during our pursuit of an engineering degree. Um, yeah. All, all of the above. I was like, I was like, oh, let me take an econ class. Maybe I... <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to see so many crises. I was like, oh my God. But yeah, I did consider a lot. Uh, medical school, law school. I was like, oh my God, let me just go to business. Let me just be an econ girly. Um, all, we wanted to do it all is basically what she said. We basically were just, <laughs> I just thought everything. But I am, I would not change my degree now. If I could go back with everything I know now, I would definitely get a chemical engineering degree again. Yeah. 
Yeah. How about you, Libby? Um, I wanted to do, um, in high school, I always thought I was going to be an art teacher, um, until I found out that I actually don't really like working with kids, like, just to be straight up and blunt, like, teachers are miracle workers, God bless you all, um, so I, you know, that's what I thought I wanted, and then kind of, yeah, the more I thought about it, I was like, "Mm, I, I don't really think this is something that I would necessarily you know, enjoy or be good at. So (laughs) I then was considering other things. I chose mechanical engineering um, solely because I took a class senior year of high school. It was called small engines. Um, uh, We took apart an engine and put it back together. And I, that kind of opened my eyes to engineering. I'm from a really, really small town in Wisconsin, Um, you know, kind of like a farm town where, you know, I don't know. It's just not a big school. Like it's our high school is like 300 kids. So not That's too crazy. many people. Right. Like how how big was your school? Did you go it was to 300 school? per class. So 1200. Oh, okay. I think it was 300 what? per class. That sounds about right. That's a little bit bigger. Um, yeah. But not like. too big compared to like, I feel like some schools have like 800 per class. Yeah. Or like. Like where almost, do all these kids come from? My God. Or, like, even some of them feel like a college size, you know, like a smaller college. Oh, so many kids. But, um, yeah, I mean, there wasn't with, you know, going to a small high school comes with not, you know, people weren't doing too many different things. I mean, for the most part, people were leaving my high school and going to get a business degree. So there wasn't too many people that came before me that I knew had majored in engineering. So, um, yeah, kind of just kind of just, uh, decided to go for it. Um, so yeah, I guess to answer the question, um, was I considering other careers, um, something art related, but then I kind of wanted to incorporate math and science a little bit more because, um, those were also topics I really enjoyed in high school. So engineering was kind of like a good combination of everything, um, specifically mechanical because of the, um, you know, like AutoCAD and drawing aspect. So, that kind of I was like oh I'll, I'll incorporate my you know interest in art that way um and yeah yeah I think that's that pretty much answers the question it's funny you yeah. it's funny you mentioned um econ because I totally had the idea when I was a freshman I was like I'm gonna get a minor in econ oh my god we all wanted minors in <laughs> Everything I feel like everybody wanted a minor in econ. We're like we're gonna do engineering with a minor in business and we're like oh my god we don't even have time for the engineering degree which and is something we could totally talk about, just, like, planning and scheduling. Oh, my gosh, so many ideas. But And how funny, like, we just didn't even know. Like, I was doing 18 credit semesters as to begin with. Like, where was I going to put this minor, know. you know? Like, like, oh, let me just put it in between, like, lunch on Mondays and Wednesdays. Uh, no. <laughs> right? <laughs> also, oh, my gosh. Um, you have AutoCAD. I kind of like how you connected it to your um, – wanting to be an art teacher every time i'd walk by and you guys would be using autocad i literally thought of sims <laughs> i was like what are oh they doing Wait. I was like, oh my god they're playing games that's so funny because i took this class oh i wish i remember what it was called but it was like a it was like a six sigma lean class and mm-hmm. we had to like there were different scenarios like um like a hospital and you had to have like these different stations and you literally had these little people like walking to each of the mm-hmm. station and you had to see like how long each task took and if there were any bottlenecks where like multiple little people would be standing in a line multiple like so Wait, you could so see cool. 
Is, was and that it, in school or was that like an industry kind of extra? That was school. I, it oh, wasn't elective. So it was a manufacturing oh. elective. Oh, okay. But so I was going to say, that sounds fun. I would have liked it, that. <laughs> it was so funny though, because like on the, I wish I remembered more about what it was, but on the program, you could literally hit like, you can make the time frame like 24 hours and make all these little people like run around really fast. And like, you could definitely see where a crowd would form yeah. if you, if you had to adjust your process or something. So Ooh, that's a little so side tan. That was literally Sims. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so fun. Um, cool. I think we answered that pretty well, right? Yeah. All right. Second question. If we don't have Theta Ta at my school or any organization for girls in engineering, is there a way to start one? Ooh. Libby, do you want to give this one a yeah. go? That, that's tough because, you know, I wish we could be the end-all be-all and give you an answer for everything. But I, I do kind of feel like this is one that, I mean, I can't really speak on just because I've never personally, like, um, started an organization in college from the ground up. Um but, you know, I think I think it's like, you know, with anything, if uh, if that's really something you want to do, there definitely are resources out there. I mean, we know somebody um, who actually was in our um, Theta Tau family who who started the chapter at Miami. Um, She's so, so cool. Little girl boss. Little girl boss, you know. And, and so, like, it, it, you know, there she went to school when we were when I was there. You were there, too, with Julie, right, Lexi? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's, that's only, that. it's not like this. I'm trying to make the point of like, it's not like this state of taught at our school had been around for years and years and years, you know? Um, and they had everything set in stone and we, that's why we had all these amazing experiences. Um, it was a re- relatively new chapter. So there's definitely ways to, you know, form things if they don't already exist at your school. I don't know. What do you think, Lexi? Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think it's harder to start like a Theta Ta or like maybe another, you know, engineering fraternity chapter because you have to go through nationals. Mm. Um, From what I like briefly remember from what Julie was saying about the process, I think you have to go through that whole approval process and then like you have to get a certain number of people interested. So that one is definitely takes a lot more work. Mm -hmm. But I feel like with all these other, you know, organizations that exist, like maybe like Society of Women Engineers, I don't think it is that you know intensive to get it started and I feel like that is much easier but yeah yeah well I just I know that I don't know who specifically it was from our theta top but I remember when we were in school somebody started like an oil and gas organization or something oh yes <laughs> and it was a bunch of like mechies probably yeah. some chemies too and i don't know how they started it but i i literally think like a few people just had an idea for this organization and they started posting flyers and like i i you know i think it would definitely involve some research because i don't know if you need like a a faculty advisor or if you can just you know, I'm sure if you want to start like a yeah. club or something, you can definitely like spearhead that on your own and, and you know, advocate. Yeah, I feel like, and, yeah. Yeah, I feel like with a, like one that has like a national organization, like I guess SWEET is too, Society of Women Engineers. I feel like you definitely need a faculty advisor, but maybe mm-hmm. if you got a group of people together and you called it something else just like for your school, I think that would be much easier. And maybe you run out a room at a certain time and then you just post those flyers and then you get the whole group going. Yeah, and, like, um, obviously it changes for each uh, university, you know. 
But I know that, you know, it was pretty easy to reserve rooms in uh, our engineering building. I think there was just a website you had to go on and you could reserve it. So, you know, oh, if you're always taken, <laughs> I know, I know. But, you know, I, I think if somebody wanted to start something, uh, you know, whether that's like a a club for women in engineering or, you know, or if you do want to do something bigger, like, you know, form a SWE or a Theta Ta at your university. Um, yeah, I, I think there's definitely ways to do that. It might just take a little bit more research. Okay. Uh, is there anything else you want to touch on before we move on for that question? Um, I think another way that we could help you is maybe having Julie on the podcast and we'll see if she wants to actually talk about her process with starting a new data talk chapter on at school yeah especially we'll because call we, her up and see we're like julia come on the pod please <laughs> we because yeah we advocate for it so much and i mean i guess i guess i didn't even think i i mean i knew theta Tau wasn't at every single school you know but um since it was just such a big part of you know our uh college experiences i just you know yeah, that would be super cool to have somebody on who actually knows, how, you know, or who has started one, Definitely. knows kind of what the process is like. Yeah. And hopefully that could be more helpful than just us giving you yeah. our ideas. <laughs> rent a room. Rent a room. Rent a room. Hand out flyers. flyers. Oh, man. Um, okay, the next question. Uh, somebody asked, how stressed should I be as a college sophomore about getting a summer internship? Lexi, didn't you have a internship as a sophomore? I did. I did. I had the, it was a startup with the smaller company and I got that one just by literally emailing them. (laughs) So, I mean, if you're, yeah, if you're stressed about and you really want an internship, I say if the applications aren't working, just start emailing these companies and kind of doing that. But in regards to the question, I don't think you should be stressed at all. I think it's a good sign that you are already thinking about it as a sophomore, but I don't think it's really expected or kind of a standard that sophomores should, you know, get internships. Um, I think there are definitely Mm -hmm. other ways to build your resume. You know, maybe you can get involved with a research lab. I don't know. It depends, of course, where you go to school and if you want to stay on campus for the summer. Um, And even if you get in a job that isn't necessarily related Mm -hmm. to engineering, it's all about how you spin it and you can you know, you definitely show that you're able to work and you have a good work ethic with, you know, a job that isn't related to the engineering field. Um, yeah. And I mean, even just volunteering, you can utilize your summer that way, mm-hmm. but I would say don't be stressed. But if you really are set on wanting to get a summer internship, that's literally what I did. I emailed the like the CEO and it was just a very, very small company at that point. How did you, how did you like find them and how did you find their email? So I actually got connected with a girl who was really big in the entrepreneurship department. Mm -hmm. And so this was a skincare company and she knew that. Wait, was was this at school? Yeah. Yeah. This is school. So, okay. We're setting the scene. It's my sophomore year. It's like January. So honestly, probably what this person is going through right now, because it's like January, February. Yeah. And I was, you know. I was the same way. I wanted an internship. I wanted to utilize my summer. Um, so she just mentioned this company and it was a startup dealing with skincare 
and she knew I was kind of interested because, again, we were doing like a lot of midlife crises, crises, mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, so I was like, oh, cosmetic industry, this is what I want to do. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, girlfriend, you were wanting to be a doctor like two months ago. <laughs> yeah, right. Never say so, never. <laughs> yeah. So I was interested in that and she knew. And um, so she mentioned you know, the company, she had their contact or she, she just had their website actually. So oh, I right. went to the website and I just emailed them and I said, I was connected. I, you know, this girl mentioned, cause she spoke to them actually on a panel, I mm-hmm. believe, or maybe it was just an interview, but I kind of used that. I asked the girl if I could, you know, reach out. She said, yeah, that's a good idea. Um, and that's kind of how we got connected. Wow. I feel like that could that could be applied for people who maybe find opportunities on LinkedIn, too. Oh, I love LinkedIn. Did you – did the girl – I'm sorry if you said this or not, but did the girl give the email or, like – No, it was I. It was just the website. From what I remember, oh, I, I, I hope I remember, I'm remembering it correctly, but I remember sitting in a – it was, like, where the Emporium was. Like, what's the – Armstrong, Armstrong. I was sitting in Armstrong, Armstrong and I sent the email there. <laughs> Aww. Just remember that vivid memory. But I remember I got it. I went to their website first. I was like, oh, okay. This is a cool little idea. So Yeah, I was um I was listening to actually a different podcast this week. Um and a girl um was talking about being a woman in tech and um the question was, you know, how do you you know, how do you make connections at a company if you if you don't know anybody who works there? And she was like, utilize LinkedIn. Like you'd be surprised. Um, so, you know, maybe, maybe in the future we could have somebody on who has more experience with, you know, just kind of reaching out to people via LinkedIn, but I wouldn't, um, you know, I wouldn't disregard that as an option either too. Definitely, yeah. I literally sent the email and I was like, okay, I'm not going to hear back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like low expectations. Like, yeah. I, I was like, might as well at this point, I was like, what am I going to do this summer? So yeah. job for sure. Um, so yeah, I sent it and then I actually got an email back. She's like, oh, let's talk on the phone. It's like, ah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was super stressed as a sophomore in college. I like have these vivid memories of calling my mom crying, telling her that I was a failure and that I needed to switch my major just because I didn't have an internship yet in like February of my sophomore year. <laughs> and she's like, you need to chill out because you still have two years of college left. And I was like, you've never majored in engineering before. You don't understand the stress that I'm under, like being so dramatic. But um, I think I was so stressed because um, I was, you know, was surrounding myself in that more competitive environment of, um, you know, being in Theta Ta each week. And I think the people that were in our chapter were definitely like, you know, high achieving, highly motivated people that which was good, you know, because it, yeah. it, it rubbed off on us. But, but I, you know, I was kind of seeing that that's all I was being exposed to was like everybody, you know, getting internships and getting ready for the summer. And I was kind of freaking out a little bit, but, um, no, like, you know, summer going into my junior year, I just, um, I was a waitress at a restaurant that is close to my house. Um, and when I was, you know, applying to, internships for junior year like you said Lexi I kind of tried to use that experience to spin it you know in a new way like if you think about things that are important in a engineering role you know you want to 
you want to be able to make smart decisions. You want to be able to work well with a team. Um, you want to have good leadership skills. So I was kind of just trying to think about those, like, um, I guess you could call them like larger soft skill categories and, you know, figuring out what, you know, all those good buzzwords, you know, how I could incorporate them into the description of that um, job experience that summer, since it wasn't, you know, specifically uh, an internship or, or, you know, any sort of, you know, engineering work experience. So, yeah, I, I don't think you should be stressed, you know. Hopefully, it's all, about, it's all about mindset, girl. Yeah, it's all about how you spend things too. Honestly, that's yeah, that's what I found, especially in interviews too. You just gotta yeah. spend it well. Yeah, and and you know, don't be afraid to be like, you know what? Yeah, you know, if, for example, if you're you know going to be applying for internship or co-op experiences and you don't have previous you know work experience don't be afraid to be like you know what yeah I don't specifically you know have this experience however you know and then get ready for your list of other things like however I'm in these clubs and I'm taking on these project private projects or I work closely with a professor um you know, I'm, I'm interested in these things and I research and do side projects. You know, there's definitely other things that you can do to make up for, you know, that lack of experience right there in the beginning. Yes, definitely. Awesome. Do you have anything else to add to that question? Um, Stay strong. We're we're thinking of you. (laughs) Good luck. Let us know. Let us know. You can do it. (laughs) Yeah. Let us know what you decide to do this summer. Either way. Yeah. It'll be it'll be fun and you'll be able to spin it and utilize it to get yeah. a full time job eventually. Yeah. As we grow on this podcast, so are you. So I'll be looking forward like to hearing that. how they're growing. Awesome. Okay, next question, which I really like this one. How to gain trust and respect from shift workers. Which mm-hmm. I, I really I think you don't, you know, consider this a lot in the industry yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I'll go ahead and, and take it away for, for my response on this one. Um, my, uh, experience so far, um, with my job, uh, post-grad, which, uh, you know, I'll, I'll just speak on that work experience, um, for this, uh, question, but I work in an, uh, environment where we have a shop that is like total, just like stereotypical shop. Like if you're thinking of a manufacturing shop, like dimly lit, everything's pretty much gray, like lots of heavy machinery around, you know, overhead cranes. If you're just trying to picture a typical manufacturing setting, that is like what our shop looks like. And attached to that is our corporate office. Um, And, you know, of course we have other departments, you know, we have like accounting and HR and stuff like that. And those people don't really go down in the shop too often. So the people that are, you know, the shift workers that, you know, are, you know, the, or the laborers who are performing all the labor for us, um, you know, they really, you know, are, are only used to seeing particular friendly faces. So my, my advice for this is just to show up and show your face. Um, you know, if you think about it, um, if you're, if you're performing, I'm trying to think of like an analogy, but like these people are the ones that are performing the work for us. And especially with me being a project manager, I'm the one who's coming in and saying, okay, here's the scope we got, you know, here, here's the customer, here's the equipment. Um, you know, I'm 
they they want respect you know I, i'm trying i'm trying to just basically say that like they they would rather see your face than just like receive an email from you you know what i'm saying like they want you to be involved if this is something that is your project that they're performing the labor for like go down talk to them have a conversation with them it, you know of course if you're able um Ask them how things are going. See if there's anything they need. I always like to say, hey, do you have all the drawings that you need? Do you have all the work instructions? Are you confused on anything? Like, I think just just having an uh, open flow of communication and trying to put them first and, you know, being like, is there any way I can make your job easier is a is a really good way to gain some respect from those people. What do you, what do you think? Definitely. I totally agree with that. I think... I am in a similar setting with like the manufacturing. We have the off- corporate office connected to uh, the actual manufacturing area. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that you know that I was literally doing this past week and you know the week before with these production runs is I was there when they were running the product. Um, so I was again, it's what you're saying. Just be present. Just be there. Um, they do respect that instead of getting an email or having you know working with someone who is just in the office. They, mm-hmm. I think that definitely helps. Um, one thing I also, you know, noticed during the, these production runs is my validation runs were messing up their normal production schedule. So okay. one thing, you know, I wanted to show them that I really appreciated this, you know, that they were doing this. So again, I came in at five. I know um, one of the managers, you know, told me, he said, oh, don't come in that early. You can start the run later. But it was definitely much more helpful to have my runs out of the way initially mm-hmm. then he could go back to his settings his normal parameters and everything and run the process as normal um so i think again it's you know being there talking to them asking like you said how can i make this easier or what do you need from me um mm-hmm. in that case it was he needed these runs out of the way just so he can start focusing on hitting his production goals for that week um and then you know, again, asking, I, I needed some QA inspectors during the process. So I was asking them, okay, do you want to do all three runs today? Do you want to do two today, one tomorrow? Um, so again, they were the same way that they were like, please get this validation done. <laughs> They're like, yeah. I want to go back to normal process because, you know, we were pulling different samples, sample sizes. So it was just, you know, it was definitely frustrating for them to deal with, but I think it kind of helped me asking them. And I think, I don't know. That's also what I heard from quality. They, she, uh, the quality engineer there on site was suggesting that I just straight up ask them, mm-hmm. you know, what they need. Um, so yeah, that's what I would suggest. Just being there, being able to respond quickly because with the email, you know, it takes a while to see them, see that. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And I think that, um, something that sometimes people will say about engineers, like a stereotype is like, oh, well, yeah, you guys don't actually know how things work together. So, you know, nobody ever ends up following what the engineer says because we just have to change it because you don't actually know what's going on, you know, down on the floor, you know. Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've definitely heard that before. So I think that, um, you know, and of course, this all depends on your job and like uh, stuff like that. But something that I like to do too with these shift workers is I'll go down and, you know, and ask them, do you have any recommendations or is there anything based on your experience 
um, that you would recommend I look out for or try to anticipate because, you know, everybody loves talking about themselves, you know, obviously. <laughs> like, so um, I've noticed that when I ask them for their input as well, rather than just being like, here, we need to do this project. This is what you need to do. Um, you know, and again, it depends on your company, but um, I've noticed that when I ask them for, you know, if they have any recommendations for how we can succeed better, uh, they kind of are a little bit more responsive to, um, you know, being open to talking to me and stuff like that during the project. So definitely. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. And you know, that saying is in a way kind of true because one, I don't know this machine. You yeah. Know, as a chemical right. engineer, okay. Yeah, I do. I do know machines. I learned about them, but I, I don't know it as well as the operator does for sure. Like mm-hmm. all the little kinks that happen, he knows like how to address them and address the issues. So yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. So hopefully that can provide a little bit of insight. Yeah, and I really like that question because a lot of people don't even think about the fact that they have to work alongside, you know, shift workers or yeah, um, manufacturing like operators. So, which is something I didn't really consider either. I didn't, I didn't really think, you know, validation. You can be in a manufacturing setting, but I didn't necessarily think I would, you know, be working alongside as much as I am. So, yeah, and like, um. You know, I think another sometimes stereotype is that engineers are like really, really cocky or have like a godlike complex. And, you know, I I just feel like it makes it such a better work environment. And just like you as a person are more respected when you just like come down to earth a little bit and like humble yourself a little bit and realize that like, you know, a lot of these, you know, shift workers or operators have been doing it a lot longer usually than you have. Definitely. Like you said, Lexi, they just they they know how to sense when something's happening or how to fix something. Um, and Definitely. yeah, I think I was, yeah, really I, was so, I was so humbled last Monday. I was like, it's 5 a.m. We're ready to run this production run. Boom, the chain doesn't work. And I was like, didn't account for this. <laughs> what is going on? Oh, I was no. so humbled. You can imagine me just like waiting for it to run, and then all of a sudden, like looking around. around. <laughs> oh no! Oh it's no! Yeah. yeah, it's so humbling to be in a manufacturing environment. But and I feel like those those workers want you to succeed more when you like respect them too. You know, definitely, and, like, and they want you out of their hair, honestly. And yeah, one way I was out of there was to get these foundation runs. They're like, done. little girl, please leave me alone. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, oh my gosh! Like again, because I so for validation, you have to do an OQ and PQ. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, in December, I was there for the OQ, and then I'm all back for the PQ, which takes longer usually because those are. Like, are you acronyms. able to say what the acronyms are stand for? Or yes. Is that like um, so OQ is operational qualification, and then PQ is performance qualification. So Ooh. operational qualification kind of deals with um, setting the parameters. So you test the worst case, so low and high of the process and then the pq it's usually run at the normal parameters and that's like okay. one. then you have to do three to ensure repeatability of the process so okay. so you yeah I can get a about validation of, but so we fun. should do an we should each do uh an episode just asking each other all about what we do for our jobs yeah. because i have no idea what you do <laughs> no one knows about i learn more every day <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, no, definitely. I think it's harder with us because I feel like with some things we need to keep it confidential, but like with these general things, I definitely go on and on and talk about them. So that would definitely yeah. be interesting. So yeah. I feel like we're very vague on these on these episodes about what we do because we're like, please don't fire me. I know. <laughs> Everything's <laughs> confidential, but we're yeah. trying to give uh, advice. <laughs> um okay well what do you think do you want to answer one more question i think we might have to do a part two i think we, we might just... yeah we have a few more but yeah we love to chat we love to chat the intro is 20 minutes i long. know all right the intro um okay yeah do you want to let's pick one do we want to do you pick you pick the next one do we want to end with a controversial one we must, um, I think. It's on brand. Okay. Just kidding. I think we keep it spicy and we answer the question of how do you respond to vaguely sexist remarks from people nice. you work with? I'm happy you picked that one. Okay. I knew you would. <laughs> I was like, which one is she gonna pick? Um, okay, yeah, I can uh I can go first. Okay. Um so I'm a very sarcastic person. I think I deal with all things so, like in a sarcastic manner. All things mm-hmm. like you know, if you're saying congratulations, like, okay, thank you. Like, I Yeah, just, right. I'm just so uncomfortable with, like, these kinds of things. So, I love, I just think that's the way my mind works. Just it, yeah. sarcastically doing a lot of things. So, I love getting these little remarks and answering sarcastically or, like, doing something a little snarky in a professional way. And then right. just catching them off guard. And they're like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. And I was like, well, I can't believe you said that either. <laughs> right? Right back at you, buddy. <laughs> it's definitely a hard um, balance, though, because you have to, like, try and, like, minimize that. You're like, oh, ha, ha, he, he. Like, after. Like, you're trying to. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be my next response. Anytime I get a sexist remark. Ha, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I always do the sarcastic comment and then I make a little joke and then I try to bring it back with like trying to make it not I don't want to seem dramatic yeah. you know I don't want them to think oh my god I'm just gonna go to HR you know right you know it's if you're gonna a make fine it, line yeah exactly so that's why I try to like always just bring it back with a joke or something um but no I just love I love being sarcastic and they're probably yeah. like, oh my god I can't believe she said that but how about you right. um well you know, it's such a it's such an uncomfortable thing, I feel like, to talk about because there are so many like um, opinions or avenues about the way women handle themselves like in the STEM industry. Um, you know, sometimes people will say, well, oh, I don't want to come across like like bitchy or like a know-it-all, you know, because a lot of times people say like, oh, well, if women stand up for themselves, clearly, you know, like you know, what's up your butt for the day? Like, why are you in such a bad mood? And it's like, yeah. no, I'm just, I'm just sticking up for myself. Um, so it's, it, it can be such a weird thing to respond to. Cause like you said, you don't want people to be like, think you're going to send them to HR, but then at the same time, it's like, oh, well, but if something does happen, we will send them to HR, you know, like it's such yeah. a it's, weird it's thing. Very hard. Cause you don't want to seem dramatic either. And yeah. that's one thing I struggle with because I'm like, am I being, you know, too sensitive today? Like, is this, yeah. is this just me? And I'm like, should I have? And then I every time I make a comment or, you know, I don't think I've ever been in a situation where I've had to stick up for myself mm-hmm. um, in a straightforward, in such a straightforward manner. So it's good. So I'm very lucky for that. Yeah. But um, 
you know, I always make these like little comments or whenever I address these kind of situations, I'm always after I'm always I overthink it. I'm like, oh, my God, should I have said that or should I have been a little annoyed at that? And then mm-hmm. usually I get over it on my drive home. I'm like, okay, yeah, that was valid. But yeah. I do agree with that. It's it's definitely a hard, you know, you don't want to seem too dramatic, but you also, again, want to want to stick up for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely um, kind of like do what you do with, with like turning to humor. I mean, like you said, and, and again, I'm, I'm also lucky to be working at such an awesome company that I have not really had to deal with it. Um, uh, you know, I really don't have to deal with um, too much misogyny when I'm working, which obviously is good. You know, that's what you want as a woman in this industry. You want to find an environment that's like that because not all of them are. But I mean, I have had people like, you know, labor workers in the shop because I love to get my nails done. They'll be like, oh, girl, you got a new set. But, you know, I I see like I see comments like that or people will comment on like my funky pants um but I don't necessarily like take those as offensive you know like I'm like you know what they're trying like they don't know how else to connect with me so yeah they're probably gonna make a comment about how I curled my hair that day or I'm wearing lipstick or I'm wearing nails or like whatever um so I think it's something you kind of have to if you're starting off new with a company you kind of have to like feel that out and and I think we've said this in other episodes but like try to realize what the nature of that company is and like you know what their mannerisms are and everything because you know some people just are like that (laughs) definitely and if it makes you uncomfortable then definitely just do not put up with it if that's what the company puts up with right that's like the environment of the company in general I know it's such a type of thing where you have to use your best judgment I feel like um but I also you know, think it helps. I I have found that it has helped me to work from home because there definitely are days where, I don't know, you know, when you work in a high stress industry and you're surrounded by all men, you know, they, you know, they, they handle stress differently than women for sure. And, you know, there have been times where thing, things get heated and on a conversation and, thank goodness I'm working from home because my sensitive personality, I get off the call and I start crying. (laughs) But like, you know, if I was working in an office, I would feel so uncomfortable. You can't cry. Like, and I don't want them to be like, oh, this little girl, (laughs) you know, like. Yeah. Okay. Side note. Has there ever been a time where you did cry in the office? Um, no, but but there was a time that I was just having, a, and this isn't, this doesn't even um, relate to like sexist remarks, but like there was a time that I was having a really stressful day. Like just one thing after another was being thrown at me. Like I was having to put all these fires out and figure all this stuff out that I had never really done before. And I had to host a review meeting on this document we were working on that I had done most of the leg work on. And we're reviewing it. And this guy, you know, who also, you know, it was just one of those things where everybody was stressed out that day. And he was just hitting me with all these questions and being like, well, you know, that's not going to work. Or like, I, I'm going to have to look at this closely. And, you know, just kind of coming at me every time I would say something. And I started to cry on the call. It wasn't video or anything. Yeah. So it's just my voice. But I 
and you it's not like I was sobbing you know I was kind of like my voice was quivering a little bit and I think my boss could tell I I don't know if he could or not but he kind of stepped in he was like you know what we'll fix that later let's just move on I was like oh "Oh my god thank you but you know it is tough to sometimes work in the you know all male industry or you know job environment and there's no really like girl that feels you you know there's nobody who can be like after the call, be like, hey, girl, I feel you. That was tough, you know? Yeah. None of those guys were saying that to me. Definitely. All right. Well, um, thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of My Best Friends and Engineer. Um, be sure to give us a five-star rating and leave a review. I think that you can only leave a review. Don't hold me to this, but I'm pretty sure you can only, like, type out a review on Apple Podcast. Um I don't know, Lexi, if you know anything about it. I think so, yeah, because, yeah, I think Spotify is just, like, the star thing. Yeah. And then Apple is where I see most of, like, the actual reviews. But we love to read them, so leave them. I know, we actually have reviews, and I was going through them, and I was starting to tear up, because I was like, you guys are so sweet, leaving us little messages. Yeah, it's so exciting, especially these, you know, messages on the forums, too. It's so exciting to read, and I like reading them every week. It's a good reminder. Yeah, so, um, you know, if, if you guys do end up giving a rating um, or if you're able to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, make sure to screenshot it and DM it to us. Um, you know, that will get you, uh, you know, entered into our $100 Visa gift card giveaway. Um, but, you know, if you do want the uh, templates that Lexi talked about at the beginning of the episode, uh, all you have to do is share the podcast anywhere on social media take a screenshot of it and then um, you'll upload that screenshot into the google form which will be in the show notes and then also in our instagram bio follow our instagram my best friends and engineer and um our tiktok our our tiktok is the same yeah my best friends and engineer but the youtube we also are posting these to youtube if you guys prefer to listen there that's just bfe podcast and make sure to follow our personal Instagrams and TikToks. Mine is Engineer Lexi. And mine is Libby B on the label. Awesome. Well, this is where we uh, where we try again and <laughs> do it I simultaneously. Know. Okay, ready? Okay. All right. Can I just wait? We're going to. Uh, okay. <laughs> you guys, just you need to listen next week to Monday because obviously we're going to have another fire episode. But. <laughs> What are we doing for this? Are we saying, are we saying our names and then well, we're, we're saying, doing the same thing that we usually do? We're saying thanks for listening. Oh, thanks oh, yeah. Listening. Okay, I forgot. is that what we're doing? Um, yeah, we'll do names. Thanks for listening to my best friends and engineer. Okay, okay, ready? okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm Lexi. I'm Libby. And thanks for and listening. Thanks for listening to my best to my friends, best friends and engineer. engineer. Oh my god! It's like we put a. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we put an echo effect. <laughs> <laughs> That was the worst one! I gotta say, that was the worst one.